Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Thank you, thank you, Peter. And who knows what next Sunday is? Mother's Day. Yeah, so we're going to have a special Mother's Day. There'll be um, free gift for every mum and there'll be free coffee for every mum. Okay, so it's going to be a special time and the kids will come over and pray. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome family day together. As we were worshipping, I felt the Lord say, remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And God wants us to be fully engaged. You know, it's just just not singing a song out of your heart. It's the work of our hands we worship Him. It's from our mind we think and meditate on how awesome He is. And God wants us to not be afraid of expressing our love for Him. So to love Him with all your heart, not just some of it, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. It's Joy Moran's birthday today. Happy birthday, Joy. Congratulations. God bless you. Joy and Michael serve on one of our frontline teams, and it's so good. It was Emma's birthday yesterday. Wow. Let's take our seats. I just want to share for a few minutes today. We've been talking about breakthroughs, and we've talked about uh, breakthroughs in the supernatural that happened uh, after the resurrection in the book of Acts. And uh, I was really stirred. I watched the first uh, of the Chosen series this week and uh, it was setting the scene of the uh, uh, Roman occupation and all the challenges and one of the religious leaders tried to see Mary Magdalene set free from her evil spirits but he didn't have the authority and power. Made all the prayers and words but then Jesus showed up and prayed for her and she was immediate release from every stronghold of darkness Evil spirits were taken off of her life. And it stirred my heart again. God, you are the God of all authority. And you want us to live in the breakthrough realm of the authority of the kingdom of God. So when we pray, we know things are happening. When we love, we know hearts are being moved. When we speak the name of Jesus, darkness has to flee off of our workplaces and our households. So today I want to share a few thoughts on breakthrough in authority in God. He wants you to know who you are and that you can flow in breakthroughs. Ephesians 1.17, this is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know Him through your deepening intimacy with Him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. <clears throat> that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he, can, he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realms. And now he is exalted at first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not in this age, but in the ages that is coming. And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. God has put 
everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now, Lord, we, the church, are the body on the earth, are his body on the earth, and that which fills him who is being filled by it. Wow, this is just stirring our hearts. And Paul's writing this from prison to the Ephesian church. And Ephesus was one of the major cities where the god of Artemis, it was one of the uh, cities where there was great idolatry and great strongholds of darkness. He's writing this to them. And the Ephesians would see the huge, big uh, statue of Diana. And that was where the big riot happened in the book of Acts. And uh, it was just an amazing clash of light and darkness. So he's writing and saying, hey, there are great authorities in this world, but Jesus is much, much greater. And he's saying, come on, you need to know this. But he wasn't just telling them as a fact that Jesus is greater. He said, now he lives within you, and therefore, in the name of Jesus, you can lead with authority in his name. And I believe God wants to stir us. That's why we're praying and for India that God can turn that nation around. We need to realize the authority we have in Jesus' name, individually and corporately for the kingdom of God. Oral Roberts said, when you see the invisible, you can do the impossible. And Paul's saying, I pray that you will open up our eyes to see who Jesus really is. He would open up our eyes to see the the clash of light and darkness that happens all around us. He would open our eyes to see that in Jesus' name, sickness does not have to destroy us. To open our eyes to see that strongholds of darkness and addictions and grief and pain and shame and all the stuff that tries to destroy our lives does not have to destroy us because in Christ, we can arise as overcomers. And I believe God wants to stir us as his people that we are overcomers in him, that our prayers have authority, that our words carry weight, that when you speak, you realize things are shifting and changing. And he said that you will experience continually, verse 19, the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. You've got to believe that God can speak through you. You've got to believe that God hears your prayers. You've got to believe that when you showed love and kindness, it's not only meeting a present need, it's shifting darkness over people's lives. It's bringing hope into their souls. And that Jesus is the supreme authority. So just three quick points today. Number one, Jesus has all authority. And we need to be reminded of that. The enemy tries to cloud our thinking and say, look, the needs of this world are just so great that we don't know what to do, but God is much greater, and he's still in charge. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus came up and said to them, this is the disciples after he raised from the dead, all authority, all power of absolute rule, this is in the uh, Amplified, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Wow, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. He said, therefore. Now, therefore, you've got to stop and think, what's it there for? 
The therefore is because all authority has been given to Jesus. He said, therefore, I release you with that authority to go and transform the world. <coughs> That's why the Christian church is arising. I went to a Gideon's uh, appreciation dinner on Thursday night and we had the most amazing speaker. He was a guy from Caloundry, travels all over the world um, pre-COVID, but he'll be back doing it again around Australia. He had so many amazing stories of God uh, setting people free. There's well over 2 billion Christians in the world today and it's multiplying so rapidly. We don't see that yet in our nation, but let me tell you, it's amazing. he went to Colombia and he... Um, met, they were handing out scriptures and they, were, they handed out about 100,000 every day over there with a team. And he said, one of the guys says, come and, come and speak at my church. He said, I'd love to. He shows up and there's 12,000 people there. Another pastor said, can you come and speak at my church on the weekend? He shows up there on a Saturday morning for the first of nine services for the weekend. 3,600 people every service are there. And he said, that's the drug capital of the world, but he said there's an amazing revival just running all over that nation. You don't see that on the news, but that's what's actually happening across our world. Because Jesus is Lord and greater than every stronghold. Whether any criminal empire, any false religion, let me tell you, Jesus is Lord. And we're going to see a mighty move of God across our nation because He is Lord. And as Christians and churches realize who we really are in Christ, let me tell you, things are shifting. They're changing. The darkness comes in. It tries to steal, but that's the stirring for the church to arise and shed His light. And I believe we have to know who we are in Jesus Christ. Matthew 9, 6 says, but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat and go home. This is the guy that's been lowered down through the roof by the disciples. He showed his authority to forgive sins by showing his authority over sickness and disease. And uh, then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe and they praised God who had given such authority to man. Jesus was the Son of God and the Son of Man. And so the authority, Jesus forgives sin, to transform lives. Matthew 7, 28, when Jesus had finished these sayings, the Sermon on the Mount, the crowds were astonished and overwhelmed with bewildered wonder at his teaching. For he was teaching as one who had and was authority, and not as did the scribes. When Jesus spoke, he just spoke normally, like I'm speaking to you, but there was weight and authority to his words. And let me tell you, when you pray, when you speak, when you act, there is not only your heart of compassion, but all of heaven backs your words when you do it with a right heart and a right motivation. It is so powerful. Colossians 2, 9 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ you've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and every authority. Wow, the enemy tries to overwhelm us. We see the, the brokenness of humanity. But let me tell you, Jesus is Lord of all. And God's exalted him high above every other authority in heaven, earth, and under the earth. 
in the past, the present, and the future. So whatever intimidation or schemes the enemy come against you or your household or our nation or the nations of the world, let me tell you that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we've got to speak and live with that attitude. And I pray that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. Because when you see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Because you're connected to what God can do. And every miracle comes because someone, by faith, saw the invisible, that God could do it, and then the, poss- the impossible becomes possible. And I believe God wants us to see that happen in our hearts and our lives. So number one, Jesus had all authority. Secondly, he has imparted authority to us. Luke 9, 1 and 2 says, When Jesus called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He didn't send them out just to pray for the sick. He said to heal the sick. That's a difference. Wow. You say, well, I've prayed and not much has happened. Hey, just keep praying because the more people you pray for, you will grow in authority and confidence and more people will be set free. So he was given power and authority. Dunamis and exousia. They're the original words. Power and authority. What's the difference? Well, it's easy to understand that. A policeman has power. So he has his taser gun, he's got his gun, and other things that is his power. But his authority comes because of the uniform, the badge, and the laws of the the authority of the government of the land. So authority and power, and Jesus has given us all that we need under him. Wow. Some of you might think, well, that just doesn't work. Yes, it will. The more you grow in faith. I remember the first time I prayed for someone to get free of evil spirits. I thought, what do I do? The enemy's uh, harassing this person. But I had to step up and what I'd read and knew in my head had to come out of my heart and my mouth. In Jesus' name, I command you to release this person. And we've got to have that growing authority in our heart and our life. We need authority internally and externally. Know who you are in Jesus and who Jesus is in you. It will build confidence and boldness in your spiritual walk. You won't pray, say, God, if you can do it, please help me. You can start there, but don't stop there. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you promise for breakthrough. And I believe that you're going to heal my body. And Lord, by faith, you're going to break through the strongholds of darkness over our family and our household. You start to speak and pray with authority not just pleading for help alone. And God wants us to keep growing in that, to grow in our authority, to pray with authority, to speak with authority, to carry authority in your spirit. You notice sometimes a school teacher walks into a room and all of a sudden the kids stop. That person has authority and knows they've got it. Some people just carry an authority about their life because they have confidence in who they are and what God's called them to be, either in the natural or in the spiritual. doesn't make you any better. We come with humility and grace, but you are confident to be who God's called you to be. You know, you, you, you go to some professional people, and, and you come away with just some doctors have been to, they have such confidence. You know, you go to a teacher or a lecture, and they, wow, or a pastor, preacher, they, they know who they are and what they believe, There's a confidence and there's an authority about their life. It's interesting to note that Jesus, when he was baptized in water, 
came out of the water, the Holy Spirit came upon him. The father said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. And what happened then? He was led by the Spirit of the wilderness for a time of tempting and testing. Sometimes when new authority comes, it will be tested. So that you know who you are and what God's called you to be. And that's where some people pull back. So every time I step up and say, God, use me, things get in trouble. Yes, because the enemy is testing to see whether you're serious and whether you know who you are in Jesus Christ. Don't back back, press into God, persevere, and you will come through. So it says, Jesus was led by the Spirit in the wilderness after 40 days of tempting and testing by all the powers of darkness. It says, Jesus came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. He went in, led by the Spirit, and He came out in the power of the Spirit, and immediately the miracles started to break loose. Some people back off when the testing of your authority happens. Have humility, grace, but grow in confidence. I love this, that we are, Ephesians 2.6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and sent, seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Oh, that, that has always baffled me. The passion says, He raised up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with Him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm, for we are now co-seated as one with Christ. We live in a place of freedom and authority in Jesus over sin, darkness, shame, fear, and so many other things. Wow. Most of us never really grasp what that means, that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. When you're up, you can look down on things. You're not in the middle of it, overwhelmed by it. And that's what happens when we pray and walk in the authority and freedom. God, show me how to live with your insight and understanding of what's happening around me. And we will carry his love and power into people's lives. So a leader that walks with authority doesn't boss and control people. They lead and love, but with a confidence about them. They have a strength of character, a relationship of trust, credibility, words, attitudes, and actions that communicate authority and leadership influence. Use the authority you have with wisdom and love, and God will trust you with more authority. Occasionally you see someone strutting around and they think they're bigger and better than they are and we just think, us Aussies, we just don't want to be around that sort of overt display. Well, I'm in charge and you, everyone do what I say. It's much better to have authority, understand you have it and then lead with wisdom and love and occasionally you've got to exercise authority against those who are trying to react or destroy it. And God wants us to be led by His Spirit in grace and humility. More authority means more opportunities and more responsibility. Some people don't want more authority because then you've got to live your life more focused and you have more responsibility. When you get promoted at work, yahoo, more money in my salary, more responsibility, more authority. And some people say, I'm not sure I want that. Be led by the Spirit. God will place you in where your capacity can grow and you can exercise your leadership and authority, spiritually and naturally. And lastly, to have authority, you need to be under authority. Romans 13, 1 says, Every person must submit to and support the authorities over him. For there can be no authority in the universe except by God's appointment, which means that every authority that exists has been instituted by God. So to resist authority is to resist the divine order of God, which results in severe consequences. For civil authorities don't intimidate those who are doing good, 
but those who are doing evil. So do what is right and you'll never need to fear those in authority. They'll commend you for your good citizenship. Those in authority are God's servants for the good of society. But if you break the law, you have reason to be alarmed, for they are God's agents of punishment to bring criminals to justice. Why do you think they carry weapons? Wow. So if you want to have authority, you've got to learn to live under authority. That's why it says obey your parents. Obey the civil authorities. The only exception to obeying civil authorities that the Bible gives is when they clearly stop you from preaching the gospel or doing stuff that's going to cause you to sin. And then, even then, God says do it with the right attitude if you have to push back. And don't use that as an excuse. Well, I'm a Christian, I don't have to do that. Paul was writing in the middle of the cruel Roman occupation. He says, if at all possible, obey authorities because they are delegated from God. If you have a right attitude and you're under authority, God will trust you with more authority. James 4, 7 says, so submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him and he will flee from you. Some of you have been harassed and tormented and stuff happening to you or people around you. God says, come on, it's time to stand up and learn to live with a confidence and authority that Christ is in you. Submit under the authority of God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. That's what God has called us to do. The Passion says, so then surrender to God, stand up to the devil, and resist him, and he will turn and run away from you. Hebrews 13, 17 says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. So God has called us to have, understand that Jesus has all authority, that he's um, imparted that authority to us, and if you want to live with greater authority, you need to be under authority and work under leadership and in teams and uh, if you do that, God will trust you with more authority. Romans 8.37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us. So much that he died for us. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created being will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hey, that's worth a cheer. Hey, God is so, so amazing. Nothing can separate you from His love. Why? Because you are under His authority, and then you live out of that place of freedom and authority. Worship team, come on up. The Amplified says of verse 57, But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus the anointed one. So now, beloved ones, stand firm and secure. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. The devil will try and rob your confidence. He will try and steal from you and discourage you. But we have to step up in what God's called you to do and be. There are great opportunities in our community, our nation, but he wants all of us as Christians, as churches across our city, to step up and believe. Um, Pentecost is in a uh, a 
about four or five weeks' time, and we're going to have our combined church Pentecost service again. We didn't do it last year. So out at the Baptist Church on the 30th of May, we're going to get together on that Sunday night and celebrate together again. So we'll give you more info um, on that. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assured that a union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. We have victory by our faith, by the Word of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit that we were singing about today. And uh, can we do that last song that we uh, did? God of Revival. And uh, by our righteous life. Last verse. Why don't we stand together? Isaiah 54, 17 says, you need to have this. Some of you need to hear this verse today. But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is what I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Weapons are formed sometimes of personal attack or challenge or condemnation or fear or shame. But it doesn't have to prosper if you stay under the covering of the Lord Jesus and you rise up, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. The good news is you can have victory yourself. And when you have victory yourself, guess what? God will then use you to release other people into victory. You'll invite them along to a, a church or a chosen group. You'll invite them along to have a meal with you. And you start to hear their hearts. And then God will give you a word in season, a, a word of hope. And you start to pray for them and breakthrough happens over their lives. I want to say this is a people are open. We, we uh, had our first chosen group on, on Tuesday night. On Monday, I felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to walk your street and invite your neighbours. We've been there for 19 years. We've been in good relationship with people. We invited three couples and two of them came to our group on Tuesday night. They would just said, yeah, we'd love to come. I thought, mate, I should have invited you earlier. There's a shift happening, let me tell you, across our city and across our nation. People are really, really open and searching for answers and hope. I want to encourage you, you just have to have some confidence in God to pray the prayer, to invite, to share, to love, to give. But the more you know who you are in Jesus, the more easier and more free it is to touch others. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, Check us out at www.basechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Basechristianchurch.